My guest today, Tom Whalen, has had a long career of helping other salespeople find success. And, you know, Tom is just an all-around good person. I really enjoyed this conversation. We had a great discussion around how to leverage some video in your customer engagement. Really important given that uh, we're in a virtual selling world, even though we are, many of us are field salespeople. Uh, he, he provided some really good tips on what to do if you are looking to make that move from sales to sales management. And of course, we also got into the guest's opinion on what separates the top 20% of salespeople from the rest of the pack. So enjoy the show. Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. All right, Tom, welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So we, um, I think we met up once just kind of randomly on a, on a group call with uh, actually one of my other um, guests, uh, Peter Stroberg, who was on earlier in the year. So good to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I do like Peter. He's very, very engaging and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love some of the things that he's teaching and helping other clients with. So just as a reminder, I, I understand understand that you're a sales director and you have several managers under you working at McKesson. Can you provide just a little bit more background about what you do and where Sure, you're at? yes. Yeah, sure. So uh my uh I rock my, my background was started in uh, in tech uh, on the finance side with Hewlett Packard. And uh now I'm in uh I'm in healthcare and uh I work for um the extended care group. So our team focuses on nursing homes and hospice and Retail pharmacy is just a living. And I have uh, four teams and four managers. And um, we have a group of about 60. So uh, it's a great group. A lot of work. <laughs> a lot of fun. Do that. A lot of fun. I bet. I bet. Well, when you have 60 people in your organization, I imagine the, the selling styles and the personalities, it's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, it is. I always say the uh, the best part and the toughest part of uh, people uh, leading people is the people. Because yeah, yeah, everybody has their own flavor, and uh, you know, uh, kind of getting everybody kind of on the uh, kind of rolling in the same uh, the same direction can sometimes be a challenge. But uh, we navigate it, I, I believe, pretty well. You know, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, well, I, I think when I first jumped into sales management, that was one of my earlier challenges was that not everybody does it the way I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a you know, it's as a leader, you sometimes have to take a step back and say, okay, this is the outcome I want. How can I show them how to do it, but not not make them do it the way I think is right? You know, like or the or like me. I always say you don't have to, you don't have to sound like me, but you have to get the result like me. <laughs> well, let me if you don't mind, I'd like to put you on the spot just for a moment. Uh, if you think back to over the I don't know maybe the last few months, has there been a time where one of your team members, one of the sales team members, brought you something that was sort of new and innovative, innovative that kind of set you back? Just like wow. I hadn't really thought about that or hadn't really done that. You know, uh, 
the kind of thing that does happen uh, every now and again. So uh, just the other day, uh, and I'm trying to remember the actual example, but uh, one of the reps uh, was telling me about just a way to kind of overcome a, a customer objection. I'm trying to remember exactly what they said. It, it did kind of surprise me. And uh, uh, so I came from car sales, to be honest with you. And I, and, uh, I always kind of tease him a little bit because of the reputation of car sales. But he had this, he got, the technique he said, I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I think it was, I think it was around like setting the, um, the budget, like when someone says, Oh, this is my budget, you know, and, oh, I'm, whatever, $50,000 for the car, or whatever. Like, okay, well, up to what? So you basically just expanded their budget. Well, it's $50,000 up to what? Well, up to 55 or whatever. But you, you'd, uh, and I was like, huh. I never really thought of it that way, but I was like, so basically you've expanded their budget without them even really doing anything. I was like, wow, that's, a, that's pretty interesting. So uh, that kind of surprised me. It's an interesting question, right? Because it may be, you know, 50,000 50, or it may be, yeah, yeah, it's 50, 50 to 70. But, you know, it's just, I mean, the greatest salespeople are the people that continue to, you know, probe and dig and just naturally inquisitive and just clarifying. It's, you know, you never know until you ask more than one question. No, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, that's fascinating. Well, so, so Tom, is your team getting back together in person yet? Yeah. So we are uh, on a hybrid model and uh, it's a company wide thing. So our team gets together uh, once in the office per week. So we go into the office and kind of uh, that's what we're doing. A lot of our pipeline reviews we're doing. Uh, we do a blitz in the office. Um, we also are doing education in the office. So if a manufacturer is coming in or if there's a, a new uh, process we're working, we do all that on a, on a Wednesday and then. Then we go back out into you know their homes and things, and we still do uh, calls like this and uh, you know all the time. Um, but we're only together once, which is which is tough when you're used to being in an office a lot. But um, it's a decision the company made, which is which is a good one. I mean, I enjoy the convenience. I do miss having the team around. Um, so there's a yin and yang there a little bit. But we do go in the office for things if there's like uh, our president's having a meeting or if there's something to that degree. Uh, we will have in-person meetings, but they're more rare than they than uh, nowadays than they were probably two, three years ago. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Well, we definitely have seen customers uh, move around. Um, More of our customers have gone remote. Um, I assume you're seeing the same thing. You know, how are you seeing the sales teams adjust and adapt in in kind of a more remote selling model? You know, that's a a great question because when the pandemic was full blown, you know, myself and my managers were doing a lot of training with our... uh, with our field team, our field managers on how to sell over the phone because we're in healthcare. And, uh, and even now it's, it was still kind of a little spillover, not, not to what it was during the pandemic when everything was shut down, but a lot of nursing home customers, you know, don't want you coming in, uh, or you have to be credentialed or, or sometimes you have to test or something like that. Um, there's some of that. Um, so yeah, a lot of folks, it's a lot, there's a lot more restrictions I would say to having coming in, uh, to a facility than there, than there once was. And especially, uh, you know, a lot of real estate people are not necessarily keeping their commercial real estate anymore. So if they can do it with less space, they're doing that. And so knocking on doors, as an example, uh, you know, maybe a home hospice or our home health agency that just has a, you know, it's a small facility, you know, now it's gotten either smaller or non-existent and everybody's doing remote. So yes, it's definitely changed a lot. Um, it's put in uh, a lot more emphasis on, um, you know, on using video because we've been, my team's been using video for the last, I don't know, six, seven years easy. And, um, in up until I'll say right before the pandemic, it was rare where we'd get somebody that, oh, knew how to use it. We would actually have a slide that would teach them how to use the video on their computer and then how to get it going, that sort of thing. Now it's not an issue. So that's, that's been big for, for us. Uh, we also use, um, 
video software like a Vidyard to do personalized videos and and demos and things. And so it's it's uh, opened the door for us in that aspect, which I think is has given us the opportunity to be more effective working from a home office than a uh, than uh, in the office. But I still I still like us having getting together when we when we can to to train and coach and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I'd like to dig into that personalized video and Vidyard just as an example. So how do you, you know, how are teams effectively using that? And, you know, maybe some tips or tricks that, you know, my, my listeners could pull from. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'm always doing good now because I'm going to say what's good now, I'm going to screw it up. What's great about, what's actually, what's great about video is it helps create that connection, right? With a customer or a prospect. They get to see who you are. Um, and then also with, um, a phone, a phone call is the easiest thing to screen out, to be honest with you. But if you put video in the title of your, of your, of the Vidyard or, or whichever video tool you're using, it's more likely to get opened and people will look at it and they'll respond to it. And even if it's a response of, Hey, you know, great video, appreciate you reaching out. You start, or you start having that kind of, you know, conversation and relationship, which is, which is great. That's what you, you want. So there's that. I think also if you keep the video short, I try, I tell the team, try not to go over, you know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds is long to kind of get that response. Uh, where we've seen a humongous, uh, jump for us is we have, again, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of turnover in, uh, skilled nursing and, um, what will happen is a new personal, old person leaves, new person starts and we get the call. Hey, can you show me how to, how do I order on this, on the tool? Uh, you know, how to, uh, I, yeah, I got a sample of this manufacturer of the sample. Do you guys stock it? How do I order it? That, that kind of thing. And so we can do, we the reps do little demo videos all the time. This is where you do 20 seconds and they send them. And what it does is it, it gives them so much more time back in their day. So instead of them catching somebody on the phone and click here, click there, you know, and that sort of thing, they can send this video out and they get the results. You know, they don't have to. It cuts down their, I'll say, non-selling time, which is which has been a big benefit for us. So not only does a video get customers to like, trust us, and see us, also um, to take some of that admin work that a sales rep every every sales rep pays admin work, right? But we all have to do it. Um, it shortens that, uh, makes that window smaller, so uh, we can get our time back in our day, which is nice. Yeah, interesting. I um, I started using I was using Loom. As, a, as an option, but I started to do some videos just for my team if there was maybe an update that I needed to share. So instead of me typing out a long email, which they may or may not read, probably <laughs> not, um, I could do a quick video. And just so, for example, we had this one interesting webinar coming up and, or actually it was an AWS reInvent conference. And I was just doing a quick example of how to go kind of find the right contact in our customer base within Sales Navigator. And just short, sweet, boom, there it is. Now they have it and they can go back and look at it uh, at any time they want. Would have taken me forever to type that out. Um, so it's super convenient. What we do sometimes too, there's a, here's a, you know, a tip or a trick. We do this a lot. Is a, some, Again, uh, we'll get shopped like everybody else does. But a lot of times what we'll do is we'll send a, a proposal out and we do it on video. And so they, and then the, the rep will be in front of the quote and kind of talk to it. And what's great about that is now when... They said to our competitor, our competitors sit there at least and watch our video. <laughs> at least it, they can't just take it and cross it and take it out of Excel and all that stuff. Makes it hard. Of course, they're going to do it if they, you know, if they're aggressive good salespeople, but makes it a little bit in, more inconvenient for them. So that's a, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice, <laughs> a nice uh, tip. Well, here, I'm going to give a, this, I think this is like a ninja trick here for the, uh, for the listeners. So think about when you're out on a sales call and your customer brings up a, a question 
Maybe they push back on something. There's probably questions and comments that they make that you're going to hear more than once. Well, you know, if you're on a sales call, go ahead and answer it, but then go back and record that answer and address it in a video. So go ahead and answer it in the meeting and say, by the way, I created a video on that because I've heard that question before. I'll shoot it over to you. And so now they can rewatch it. They have it, you know, and it, I think it does a, such a, a benefit towards your credibility and kind of raises you up a notch in terms of profession being a professional salesperson versus your next, the next guy, the next competitor that's coming in. I, it's something that, uh, you know, I've tried to do on and off over time. You know, you got to be a little bit organized and kind of have your little database, but it, you know, it, it allows you to be more consistent with how you re- respond and address those questions, objections, or whatever you want to call it. Wow, that's cool. That's good. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So I'm curious. Okay, so you've been doing this for a while. And I know, Tom, uh, I understand you've had some successful years, uh, hit it out of the park, um, been to a few clubs. I guess I'm, I'm curious, you know, when we've had a successful year and have had some club trips, what's uh, what's been your favorite, uh, favorite event? Well, uh, yeah, I've uh, won a presence club or... Uh, Gold Quest, the heel attacker, they called it. And I don't know, seven, eight times, something like that. So it's, yeah, so I guess the best club trip I've ever been on um, here at McKesson, uh, we had a, what a trip to Rome, which was very cool. And here's the ironic bit. So this particular year, our national sales conference was, um, just happened to be on my 20th anniversary. So uh, that wasn't like, uh, wasn't well received at home. I'll, I'll put it that way. And so, um, so, but I had to go. And uh, what was, so I was presenting the awards for our department, our president's club winners and things. And then my boss, she had uh, announced me as well, which actually shocked me because I was on the stage and present. I just got done presenting somebody else. And so it was, uh, that was very cool. And, the, and the, the very cool part was I was able to call my wife afterwards and say, Hey, happy anniversary. We're going to Rome. And that was, that was really cool. And, uh, you know, the, the president's club trips in general, I mean, are something else because it's, and yes, Rome's a fantastic, uh, destination, but they do it upright. I mean, they, you know, it's, first class all the way and and um and it's a place that we've always wanted to go to and just hadn't gotten to and so uh it was very cool very cool i hope you are enjoying this episode i wanted to break in with a quick commercial during the podcast we sometimes talk about how to invest those hard-earned commission dollars so that you can build that freedom we are all working towards achieving Now, I built that through 20 years of real estate investing. Now, recently, my team helped me put together a webinar on how top sales pros can create passive income and achieve financial freedom with hands-off real estate investing. Now, I'm still doing this. And as I continue to invest, I'm giving opportunity for others to learn and invest alongside of me. So if you want to learn more, go check out our webinar at hightechfreedom.com forward slash webinar. That is hightechfreedom.com forward slash webinar. We will also put the link in the show notes. Well, you know, one of the things that I, so some, I've had reps and worked with people in the the past that have said, eh, you know, I don't really care about going on the club trip. Just give me a, a check. And I, I don't, it's not just about, right, the money. The If you have any interest in moving up in the organization, kind of going through the ranks, it is such a fantastic opportunity uh, to put yourself in that position because your you know, CEO might be there. There's usually executive management. It's just a great opportunity to, to, to make those connections in a more intimate situation. 
So transitioning from that, Tom, so I, I'm a, I love that inside sales model as a way to jump into a company, get started. You know, maybe you're an early career person. Maybe, maybe you're just making a jump from one industry to another and you need to start somewhere and learn the ropes. What is, if you're starting off in inside sales, what are some of the things that reps need to do to kind of accelerate that process of moving up the ranks and, and maybe moving from inside sales to outside sales, if, if that's what they want to do? Sure. Yeah. No, I think as a, as an inside salesperson, you know, especially coming as we do hire folks and I, and I, I take pride in this to of finding unique talent in, uh, or finding talent in unique places, I guess. So we have one of my managers now, one was a, uh, one was a copier salesperson. Uh, one was a, uh, a bar manager and the other was a substitute teacher. Uh, <laughs> one was a finance guy. So all different. Now they're, now they're leading teams at healthcare, right? So I'm looking for folks that have a hunger for learning, you know, an insatiable sense of learning. So whether that's listening to podcasts or reading books and a student of the game, that's a, that's an important piece, you know, truly trying to make themselves better. I think also a, a good piece is, um, you know, I don't, well, yeah, you're, as a salesperson, no matter what, what field inside national accounts, whatever, you're always going to work those long, you know, you may work longer hours. And I, and I don't think, I don't think working, you know, crazy hours is necessarily the, you know, the, the way it, sometimes you have to do it. But I think, you know, also being able to unplug and do something that kind of, you know, to get your, to kind of relax a little bit, uh, and to sort of recalibrate is important because, you know, again, uh, I've done it where you, you know, you'll burn the candle at both ends and, it's fine, but it doesn't necessarily equate to, you know, uh, um, you know, moving up the ranks. I think you have to have that time to, to, to step back a little bit too. Um, and also, but listening to like, you know, finding a mentor is, is important. You know, if you wanted to be a national account person, find somebody in national accounts and it's, it's going to spend some time with you, you know, listen to podcasts like this. I mean, this is, this is a good thing, you know, that's the stuff you can do. What about that move? Um, so let's say you've been working now at a company, McKesson, HP, wherever you're at, and you've been working for a number of years, had some success, and you really want to make that jump into uh, the management role. Um, what are some things that a, a sales rep could be doing before they ever have the management role to set themselves up to get that promotion? Yeah, no, that's good. So what, what, what so I get asked a lot uh, by, by reps, and it's like, what do I have to do to, to be a leader? And I say this every time. I said, if you want to be a leader, I said, you can start leading right now. Like you may not have a title. You may not have, you know, um, you know, the business card or the, or the, you know, the, the salary or whatever, but you can lead not only in your results and your performance. If you take an interest in somebody else, help, help them along or if something works for you, is there a way to scale it? If there is, if you have a good idea or something that's working pretty well, come to me, come to your manager. Let's figure out a way to, to, to help scale that. And those are the people that like, you know, we have a project and we're saying, Hey, we're, you know, we need a lead on this project, whether it is whatever it is, maybe it's adoption of a new software or something, um, or Vidyard as an example. You know, the, the person that kind of, you know, is that early adopter and can show others how to use something, that, that's a leader. You know, I, I look for that all the time. I mean, I just I spoke to a rep the other day and I, I uh, his manager had uh, left the, the office early and I, and I was just kind of sitting there working. I try to, when I'm, when I'm uh, in the office, I try to sit with the team um, as much as I humanly possibly can. So I was sitting on the floor and, and, Again, he's been with us for a few years, but we have a few new new employees, and not super new, maybe uh, you know six eight months. But he was helping; co- they had questions, he was answering, and doing like basically manager type stuff. And I pulled them in, uh, you know, just the other day, and I was like, "Hey, I saw you last week." And I was say, "You're doing a good job with that kind of stuff." And that's I know he has aspirations to to be a leader, and I was like, no, "That's you're doing now what you'll you know you'll do later." So again, good job, keep doing it. But I think taking an interest in folks and and that's not so much that you let your own production fall, obviously, but 
that uh, you know you you're willing to help others and, and have that kind of servant attitude because let's face it, there's some people that are sales reps that are great sales reps that could I would never put in the manager position because they, they wouldn't they wouldn't succeed. You know, that's they want to be the top star and that's great because when you're the manager, you're not the top star anymore. And that's okay. That's okay. You make your team the top star. And that and that's a it's it's something that's I think that's in you a little bit. Yeah, you definitely have to make that uh, that mind shift and focus a little bit more on other people's success versus your success because as a manager, I mean that's that's what it's all about. In fact, <laughs> I think it was maybe just my uh, my last episode that just came out uh, this week uh, had uh, I interviewed somebody named Adam Jay. We were talking, we had this conversation, and one of the things that we talked about was you know a great way to kind of flex that leadership muscle and help other people is if you're at a, you know, maybe a bigger company, if they have any type of onboarding program, new hire program, they are always looking for people to help kind of mentor, coach, come in, give one of the talks on in, in the training. It's just a great way to practice, help some new hires along the way and, and build your internal network. Yeah. Now get noticed too. That's a, that's an important thing. You know, like you could be great, but if nobody knows it, you know, they, they you, you won't know that, that ch- when that job posts or if someone might say, Hey, you know what? I have this job coming up. You're my guy. You're my gal. You know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, participating in those sort of things definitely makes a, makes a big, big difference. Well, hey, as we get close to wrapping it up here, um, I always like to ask, what do you see with, uh, with maybe within your organization, just the time that you've been managing uh, sales teams? What do you see the top 10 to 20% of reps do that the others do not? You know, it's um, a great question, too. I think the first thing is discipline. And consistency, like that's a that's a huge thing that that I find that successful reps do is they have the really great ones don't have a good year one year they have great years all the way through. So whether that's scheduling your your whether it's your outbound calls or you know you're scheduling your day, uh, making time for networking, you know whether that's with uh, you know supplier partners, you know um, different vendors posted on LinkedIn or whatever that is. Um, so that folks get to to know who you are. I think, uh, you know, um, also I find that not being able to, like, I think this is a big thing. I was telling this to a, a group of reps today. Try to get the customer to say no, like that. Because if you're doing that, right, you're getting, you're putting them in a position they have to say yes or no. And the no is going to guide you to to what it is that they want. Hey, this is what we're looking at. You're, you're qualifying and doing the right stuff. Um, sometimes it goes away from this. So yeah, let's do it. But, you know, many times they're going to say, well, that's not what I'm looking for. Okay. So let's understand what you are looking for. But I find a lot of folks, um, I'll say young, younger reps, unfortunately, some, some experienced reps have that, uh, I don't know, uh, fear of, uh, cause I guess if they, if they don't, if someone doesn't say no, then, um, it's still, there's still hope. You know, I say, you know, it, it's, it's, it's okay to be cringy. Ask the question. It's not, you know, inappropriate or anything, but like, Hey man, are we, are we ready to do this? Ready to you know what's the next step? Let's got to go. And like, well, it's too soon. I'm not sure. It, it's so. It, I'm not saying to to you know give a half Nelson and get to the side of the paperwork, but you know don't be afraid to um, ask the obligating question to put them in a situation. Say, okay, yeah, this okay, cool. Yes, no. Like I, I find a lot of people don't do that too. And the ones that are successful don't care about that. They 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 embrace the uncomfortableness, which I think is important. Yeah, that's interesting because I, um, so I, I'm on the West Coast and I've worked with a few people that had come out from the East Coast and we're down in Southern California. I'm on some sales calls and I love going on this ride, ride along with this one guy. I'll just call him Dan because he was so direct, um, but he would just get the information. I mean, it wasn't like it was professional. I mean, it was just asking the direct question. There's no kind of 
jumping around the edges and the fringe is right at it. So I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's not just I'm from New Jersey, but I'm now in Virginia. And I said today to a group of folks, uh, group of reps, like newer reps, like people in Virginia are so nice and it's okay. And it's okay to be nice and you can be professional, but just ask the question. They'll give you an answer. And it's just, you know, you're, you're, they're a buyer, you're a seller. It's a natural thing. <laughs> well, you know, on that topic, uh, you started off with a comment about discipline and consistency. And uh, Angela Duckworth, um, she has a book about grit that's been a bestseller. And uh, I was listening to her t- listening to her talk actually this morning, and you know, she said grit is not working seventy hours a week and grinding it out. Grit is about consistently doing the discipline and doing the same thing. And you're you're, you know, you, you're going to have a bump in the road. And things may not be great. It's the it's that grit that keeps is keeps you going. You know, like me doing the podcast here. You know, there's ups and downs, challenges along the way. But you know, if if I'm doing it every week for 52 weeks, I'm doing it for two years. Um, you know, there's things that come from that. But you know, if I hit that first roadblock and I just quit, yeah, that's it's that discipline and consistency. I, I just love that point. Hey, uh, so Tom, as we start to as we go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? You know, you can check me out on my uh, my LinkedIn. Uh, it's uh, Tom Whalen, W H A L E N. And so you can visit me there. I do. Uh, I post some stuff. I you know I have a couple articles there, just mostly about sales and leadership. And and that, you know that's really it. I don't have too much to too much else to share. I just enjoyed the conversation. This is very well. I, and Tom, I really enjoyed it as well. I uh, I'll put your link in the show notes. And I I did. I think you had a video about. Were you getting some package from some lunchbox cooler or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a video there about a, a lunchbox I had had for 20 years uh, that I fi- it finally fell apart and to get rid of. And uh, so uh, I kind of did a little goodbye to it. And uh, the company who made the lunchbox was like, wow, 20 years. They sent me a, a, a new one and a couple of different things, too. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was a. That was fun. I have to say, I got I, I normally don't get sucked into those things. I got sucked in. I don't know why, but I did. <laughs> well, good. Then it worked, I guess. Yeah, I did. Well, Tom, real pleasure. I look forward to speaking with you again. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating, and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.